Entire Wrong Podcast. Welcome back. Yep, episode number nine. Yes. Yes, it is. I'm losing track now. Well, yeah, we've been doing this for a while now. This has been nine weeks in. Yep, things are going great. You know what we have this week? We have another question. Yes, we do. Yep, it's from Rhonda in Winnipeg. All right. Here's what she said. Hi, Tiffany and Tyron. I got out of a narc relationship two years ago. I'm dating again. I kind of like this guy, but I'm not ready for sex. <laughs> he said that's okay, but I'm not sure if he really means it. I don't want another narc. What should I look out for? Mm, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. So, Rhonda from Winnipeg, we've got answers for you. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. She said the S word. Yes. It's not about sex, baby. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think we were going to get into it, um, you know, this early in our season, but, um, well, they ask, we answer. Yeah, yeah. it is definitely uh, something that, in my experience, they, it's it's really weird with them. Hmm. Well, here's the thing, though. So, Rhonda came out of an abusive relationship. She's dating again. That's scary, yeah. So she's scared. Because, you know, all the trauma, all this stuff is happening to her, and mm-hmm. she's concerned. I think just like you were. Yeah. You know, oh, I don't want to make the same mistake again. Another narc, you know. But then you end up falling for it sometimes, mm-hmm. like you did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, what to look for is what she's asking. The first thing I'll say to you, Rhonda, that I've noticed in your question is that you say you're just not sure. Mm -hmm. Something doesn't feel right. Yeah. um, So that's your first red flag. Mm -hmm. you got to follow that intuition. If it doesn't feel right, (laughs) you might want to take a second look. You know, trust yourself. Now, you've also said that you've told him that you're not ready for the sex yet. Mm Mm-hmm. And he says he's all right with it. You're not quite sure. Right? <laughs> when in doubt, <laughs> you know, you stay out. And it may seem a little harsh. <laughs> nice right, right? Nice right. It may seem a little harsh, right? But the truth is, Rhonda, yeah, you, you definitely got to trust those um, those emotions that mm-hmm. you're feeling. And, and the way how I like to, um, you know, coach my clients is to say to them, you know, just in, do an investigation. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're not committed just yet. And one of the critical things I try to tell people about relationships is communication. It's huge. If you can't talk about it. There's your sign. Exactly. <laughs> you know, so what to look for, you know, if when you're trying to talk about how you feel about this relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to take your time, go slow, get to know that person. If they keep, like, kind of moving things along, oh, don't worry about it, everything is going to be fine. And they don't want to get a deep dive into the topic that you've put on the table, that's a red flag. Mm-hmm. Now, you've got a number of things that, you know, people experience. So, you know, we're going to try to tackle Rhonda's question. But we also want to give, you know, our listeners a a bit of information, some advice. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? 
from our experiences. Yes. You know, we're experts on messing relationships up. You know, we, we've had, you know, collectively over 40 years of messed up relationship. So, you know, here's what you can definitely find uh, from our experiences, mm -hmm. what can go wrong. Yeah. We learned some shit in those yes. binders. Yeah. yeah. So here's the thing. So, you know, like I said, when you're trying to talk about it, you want to slow it down. Okay. If that person is trying to speed it up, well, you know, red flag. Yeah, something that I found odd in my experience with these people is they they want to do the act, but they don't want to talk about it. Mm. They never wanted to talk about it. It was like this taboo thing to talk about, which was really confusing to me because they were all gung ho about doing it. But yeah, no communication. Mm. Yeah, it was uncomfortable. That's the thing. Why is it uncomfortable to talk about something that you're going to do to a person that you're supposed to love? It makes no sense. Yeah, well, why is there no plan? Oh, that would be boring. Well, that's the kind of like a bit of like a therapy acts to me, right? You know, or some sort of shady deal going down because you know the thing about the narcissist is this: they're not who they say they are. They're severely insecure. Exactly. So you know, sex is usually one of those things that they'll usually talk about it only from a bragging position. Mm -hmm. Uh, position of getting you. Oh, I'm going to do this and that to you because I'm going to take you out and show you a good time. You know, if it sounds like if you're being bargained for, you know, like this sex is going to be payoff mm -hmm. for the investment that they've made. Talk the talk, but they can't walk the walk. Right? If it feels like if, you know, like they're just trying to get you. Mm -hmm. and, and you know when you're being gotten. Well, here's the thing, though. Mm -hmm. I, in my experience, mm -hmm. I ignored those things. Mm -hmm. I, why, why did you ignore them? I don't know if it was... It was... Oh, that's a difficult one. Is it? No. Yeah, mm. like, I... I recognize some of the things, but I... I didn't allow myself to accept it because I, I couldn't have gotten myself into another one of these. I couldn't have. That, that wasn't possible in my mind. Mm. And it was different than the first time. So that also confused me because it looked different to me. But then I realized, of course, after the fact that it, it was <laughs> the same just in a different way. They all have their different ways of doing this, but it's the same effect. It's the same thing. Let's talk a little bit about Would you say that maybe, you know, you brought this on yourself? Yes. That was hard when you really felt it mm -hmm. afterwards, didn't it? Wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, because the same thing happened to me. When I realized that I was a significant contributor to my problem, that hurt. Yeah, because you don't want to think that you you would do something like that to yourself. Yeah, because, I mean, you're a victim in the sense of being abused, mm -hmm. but you're also a little bit of a perpetrator. 
by ignoring the warning signs from your intuition. Right. You have to take responsibility for your part in it. Yes. And you know what, Rhonda? You, you've hit us with a red flag really early. You're not sure. Yeah. Well, if you want to be sure, just try to have that conversation. Mm -hmm. Tell that person that you want to know how they feel. Because mm -hmm. here's the thing, right? If you if you go telling a narcissist, let's say he might be, because we don't know, this might be the love of your life, we don't know. But I'll tell you, if you go telling that person too much information about yourselves, right, you are going to create the character that they're going to play. The moment you feed them with so much information, you know, it's like writing a script and giving it to an actor. Yeah. They become everything you've ever wanted. Yeah, they immerse themselves into the character. Mm -hmm. They start that comic. Yeah. They're uh, Oh, yeah. Really good. They are, yeah. So I would say to you, don't give them too much information, Rhonda. But instead, what you want to do is ask some questions. Get an understanding of this person, how they really feel about this. Mm -hmm. You know, there's some hypothetical stuff. You know, like... Uh, how how do you feel about really getting to know me better? You know, sex is off the table for now. You know, let's just do some activities. What kind of activities would you like to do? Learn about the person. That way, you get to see them, how they relate to you under different circumstances and conditions. Mm -hmm. And what's their general interest in you? That's a really good way to build a relationship, to get to know a person. Most importantly, to get to know yourself in relation to that person. What makes you comfortable? What makes you uncomfortable? Because see, the challenge is once you sleep with them, once you've had that sex, it changes everything. Yes, absolutely does. It's a sense now of like, well, I don't want to be, you know, as females, unfortunately. I don't want to be a little whore, you know, so I don't do the one-night stand thing because it looks really bad on me. You know, unfortunately, women get a really bad rap for this. Mm -hmm. And this is the stuff you have to deal with psychologically to try to get past, you know, what society says about you as a female. Mm -hmm. So, you know, so you're going to have some trouble if you're a one-night stand person and just, you know, take your time. And try to get that person to tell you more stuff about themselves. Mm -hmm. And when you see a person, let's say, you know, uh, let's see, let's say you go do something that neither of you really are like familiar with. Like maybe you've never been bored. You know, something a little unusual, but you can still participate in it, you know, or run an obstacle course or something. Mm -hmm. like, let's see how they really behave. You know, and, and, and you can kind of figure yourself out. You know, it's easy to put on an impression when you go on a date and you just sit in a restaurant. This is just put on a show. Yeah. It's much more difficult to put on a show when you're actually participating in a real life event. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's a good one, yeah. Yeah. That would be my bit of advice for you, Rhonda. Mm -hmm. Tell me a little bit more about, you know, how you felt. Um, haven't discovered that you were narked again. We are talking about after the fact now? Yeah, after the fact. No, no I'm actually curious because 
you got into it. Mm-hmm. What did you get into it? Because see, Ron is afraid that she may get into it again. Mm-hmm. How did you get into it? Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't learn enough from the first one. Mm. I didn't. So I think I said this before, but I was really struggling with... Um, so after the first one, and I, I started get the, getting the same feelings with the second one and it took me a while to to work through in my mind was i recognizing these signs from the existing relationship or was it the trauma from my past one so it took a while for me to work through that and that was difficult because i was aware of past trauma and how it comes up again and your future and so i think that was a um one of those things that kind of made me ignore the signs because I thought it was my past. So here's the thing. The signs are the signs. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to like throw like a couple signs out there. You're telling me if you experienced this on the second one. Okay. okay. <laughs> First sign. He's in a hurry. Yes. Well, that was fast. No hesitation there. He was in a hurry, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Let's do this now. The moment I saw you, I loved you. I yeah. knew you were the one for me. Mm-hmm. He's in a hurry. He don't know you. Right. But he already loves you. Yeah, the second day, I think it was, yeah. Second day. Second day. The word love was being used. And the first time I ever met the second one, I was like drunk as a skunk. So, but apparently, you know, I was so awesome. Like how, that doesn't make any sense. I was acting a fool. I thought it was... Yeah, that was that, that was sexy. <laughs> secure men, yes, yes. A drunk woman is attractive because you know. Well, here's the second one. Um, you know, there is no element of you participating as in consensual. It's more like if you're being seduced. Did you feel like if you were being bottom? Yes. There was no like metaphor of mutual agreement or anything was this it was more like you know take me out to fancy dinners and and road trips and i don't think there was a lot of like material things bought but the dinners and the trips it was like like i knew there was was an expectation Uh, of those things so you felt like he was out to get you yes like if i go on this trip with him He's going to expect something bad from me. Ah, so that's a sign. If you're feeling like that at any point in time, mm-hmm. chances are you're being gotten. I learned my lesson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. So when you say like something has to be gotten, mm-hmm. you're referring specifically to sex. Yeah. You didn't feel like if, you know, he was really doing this to have a long-lasting, deep, intimate relationship with you. Did you? That that wasn't like a thought that crossed your mind. No. There wasn't like deep conversations and long talks that made you think and made you feel like it. I really want to spend more time with this person. Mm-hmm. You didn't feel like that. You wanted to spend a lot of time with me, but it was all for a reason. And you could feel that. Mm-hmm. So those are four things you can look out for right now, Rhonda. And and you can tell if that's what it's about. 
They're in a hurry. Feels like if you're being seduced or they're out to get you. And more specifically, sex is a prize. It's the goal. You can feel it. Mm-hmm. No. So you have the listeners. What happened in the middle? What was it like then when you fell for that trap? Because we want to give Rhonda a warning. If you don't pay attention early to these signs mm-hmm. and you do get involved because he's displayed these signs and you're still like, oh, I'll give him a chance. You know? Because you like it. Mm-hmm. And you think that maybe. Let's look at what happens next. How's the sex during a relationship with a narcissist? My experience um, with lots of alcohol. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Looking back, it's it's really messed up when I look back at it. But yeah, there was always alcohol involved. Mm-hmm. Always. Well, what was that? He was a big drinker. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, I felt like I'd missed out on my my youth, mm-hmm. my early 20s. I didn't get to go to the bar or go clubbing with my friends. And I felt like I'd missed out on that whole thing. So when I got involved with him and his friend group, which I realize now are just a bunch of alcoholics, I, w- I was having fun for a short time because I feel like I'd missed out on it. So yeah, it was, I was going with it. There's nothing wrong with a little fun. A little. Well, yeah, until it's not fun anymore. Uh, so when did you realize it wasn't fun anymore? Mm-hmm. See, the thing is, in the beginning, it's always, like you said, they're they're pretending to be everything you want. I mean, you didn't do a very good job. I'm not sexually, but nevertheless, um, it, it was a lot in the beginning. And like I said, always with alcohol. And then it just tapered off like really fast. And then it was it was like the it, this is this is what I learned what they do. They do this. They make you feel so important and like you're you're so attractive to them. And then they like take it all away from you. And then they keep you they keep you guessing. Like, oh, well, did I? Did I do something? Like he's not, he doesn't seem to be like into me like he was before. Did I do something wrong? Or did, is he losing interest in me? It's like you have all these questions going on in your head when they they do this switch. Yeah, I get you. So here's the thing, right? When you're in the middle, when it comes to sex and the narcissist, mm-hmm. right? When, when you've been bottom. Mm-hmm. And now you're supposed to be, you know, in this committed relationship with these people. Sex becomes more now like an obligation. <laughs> it is not an expression. Is that a question or are you asking me? No, I'm telling you. Experience. No, definitely an experience. I'm telling you, it becomes an obligation. It becomes an indication that you still love them. There's no mm-hmm. intimacy they think that sex equals intimacy. And that's what you're describing there, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, initially, you had this lot of sex at the beginning and everything was so hot and othered and alcohol and Mm -hmm. you thought you were having a good time and then all of a sudden, it's done. 
Well, yeah, because sex ends. It has a beginning and it has an end. You can't do it forever. You get pretty sore. Right? Like, sex is not intimacy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think what I've learned about them is they don't, either they're not capable of intimacy or they're terrified of it. Or it could be a mix of both. Yeah, and they think it's the same thing. It is not. And that's what you're missing. So that emptiness that you feel in the middle, even though you're having sex occasionally, all right? And and look at how they kind of do this thing where they keep going back in like this cycle all the time. When things start to fall apart a little and you start to feel like, I don't feel loved. As you said, you start to feel like, did I do something wrong? You know, am I now unattractive? Yeah, because it's like all of a sudden he lost interest. Yes, because because there's no sex that can ever, ever become intimacy. Mm -hmm. Sex may be an expression of your intimacy. Sex is not a precursor to intimacy. Exactly. And therefore, if you have no intimacy, and all you're ever having is sex, it gets boring. Mm -hmm. Especially for a narcissist. And it, it feels empty. Well, here's a big tell if you're in the middle, listeners. If you're in the middle and you're experiencing something that sounds like this, you might want to check your relationship. Here's something that they'll do to you. They'll start to compare you to some other fantasy that you're having. So, so follow me on this. They'll say something to you like, oh, look at that woman on TV. I really like her breasts. Oh, they're so nice. Have you ever thought of getting your breasts done? Look at that ass. Have you ever thought of... Yeah, they compare you. Have you ever experienced that? Comparison? Or are or, or, or they acting like if they're more interested in someone else right in front of your face? And you're wondering like, whoa, 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 whoa. You used to look at me like that. What's going on now? They tell you to your face. And then, oh, no, you don't take it the wrong way. You know I really love you. But they make you feel like crap. They humiliate you by comparing you to somebody else. And you feel like if you look like crap and that person that they're looking at is so hot. Mm -hmm. If you're experiencing that in your relationship, eh, the red flag. And they always do it as a joke. Oh, I was just joking. Yes. Don't make it so personal. You're in the middle of a narcissistic, abusive relationship. These are some red flags that you want to look out for. Mm-hmm. No, here's what happens now when, you know, you listen to Tiffany and Tyrone podcast and you begin to realize, uh, hey, that sounds just like me. And you start to, you know, pay a little bit more attention to the words they're saying and the behavior. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm promising you now, here's what's going to happen. The moment you start to pull away, the moment you start to cut the supply off, this cycle all the way back to the beginning. Yeah, love exactly. You're back yeah. to some love bombing. You're now the hottest thing ever. Mm-hmm. They love you so much. Mm-hmm. And it starts to feel really good again because they're paying you so much attention and you're really good at it. Mm-hmm. They start to push the same buttons from before. If you find yourself in a relationship 
And it's really funny because we see this on TV all the time. Where you're always having to rekindle that so-called fire. Uh, you're in an abusive relationship. Red flag. Mm -hmm. Simple as that. Yeah, it shouldn't end. There shouldn't be an ending to it in a functional relationship. Intimacy grows. Mm -hmm. True intimacy grows. It, it doesn't die. You know, even if you decide, you know, from a true intimate friendship that, okay, I don't want to go any further with this. Mm -hmm. You don't lose that love for that person. You know, functional relationships don't lose intimacy. You can stop having sex, but you don't lose the intimacy. They're two completely different things. Absolutely. So we're going to wrap it up here today on this sex talk. Ramadan, we really hope that you're able to investigate, test your truth. See if you're really experiencing another narcissistic situation. Listeners, remember, watch out for the red flags. Stay safe. Look for some intimacy. Enjoy the rest of your night. Trust your intuition.